and welcome to yet another season of Trash Talk in a year where we weren't even sure whether this one was going to get underway. We're here, we're ready to go. Couple of schedule changes, but everything is still ticking along as planned. Or is it? I'm going to get into some of the takes from the viewers we've had over the last couple of weeks. But for the first time in a while, we got some continuity at this show. And I think I've absolutely butchered that word, but we'll roll anyway. As you can hear the man giggling in front of me, Pistol Pete Hooley, welcome back. Another year with the reins. Continuity, I'm pretty happy with Continuity. that. Continuity. And yes, I'm glad happily to socially distance from you. We've got everything set up now in the world we live in. And at one point, I'd like to get our the only points you scored in the NBL from my assist in that opening vision. Well, you already, used, you already used that one last year, so we're going to have to come up with clip. new jokes this year. But right? yeah, so much to unpack. It's been a wild off-season, and there's so much in... We're 10 days out from the first game, and I'm sure we all can't wait for some basketball. Continuity. That's <laughs> the re- word that I was looking for. Wasn't it? Continuity. Well, I'll tell you what, we're back. And we'll start off with... We were just chatting a bit through this COVID stuff and all the drama that's come with it. How interrupted do we think? We're not going to touch on the NBL Cup today either and a couple of schedule changes, but how uninterrupted do you reckon this season is going to be? No, I think it's going to have its different challenges throughout the whole thing and I think that's what is going to be unique about it. Everyone talks about last year having an asterisk next to the win and everything. COVID's not going anywhere for years, so it's all about how can you best make the best of a worst situation and just try and get through, get as many games under. Everyone wants to be able to come and attend these games. That's been the whole point, right, is we want fans to come to these games. We want everybody to be able to watch in attendance as many as they possibly can, so everyone's going to be ready to adapt, and I think it will affect probably nearly every schedule they put out. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, I know you're not an epidemiologist. No, I'm not. think of that nature, or a premier, but do you think there's a chance we have crowds this year? I think there is, for sure. I think it's, we'll definitely start with the way it's going to be set up now with what's been released, that the season's going to start outside of Victoria and New South Wales. There'll be some crowds there, and hopefully by the time we get around to that NBL Cup, we get some good crowds in Melbourne where Melbourne's been starved. Everyone forgets that we had the, the worst <laughs> lockdown. We had 118 days of not being able to leave our prison cell of a home. So there's been so much that hopefully we can give back to everybody around Australia and get some good basketball because it's going to be an elite season on the court, that's for sure. Well, so we're both of the opinion that this is a Completely unpredictable Mm. setting. COVID stuff changes by the hour, let alone by the day. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to have a new segment this year because things change on this show. We've had a couple of different hosts, but I feel like last year we just lost a bit of that, a little bit of an FU edge. Right. You know, sometimes I tamed myself a little bit, came back. But this year, there's no, I have no association with the NBL. I like to get that one off the bat to start with. I'm not employed, paid by the NBL at all. So I can come at the league. There's no bias here. Sometimes might come at Sydney a little bit harder. (laughs) No, it doesn't sound like you. Yeah, yeah, unnoticeable. But there's a couple of tweets that have come out, and I have to defend the league during this. Mm-hmm. So we'll cross to a tweet. Now, we've blurred the name out because yep. I don't want this person to be recognised mm-hmm. right. So you can't see who's tweeted this. Yep. But here's the tweet. About a week away from the NBL season start, and we, fans, brackets, don't really have any idea what's going to happen with the season, really. How? Why? How long do you need to put a good plan A, B or C in place, communicate that effectively? It's not like the pandemic was a surprise. Hmm. You're right. And the, the, it's not a good take. That's it doesn't exactly end there. what it is. It doesn't end oh, there, Pete. you're kidding. There was a reply okay. in the comments from the tweet author oh, who wow. remains anonymous. Yep. What happened to the Billionaire Brains Trust and what the hell has it actually achieved? Genuine question. It's a little aggressive. Now, I was unaware that money had a direct correlation with your net worth, had a direct correlation with your ability to handle a pandemic. I was unaware of that, but now I'm, I'm glad that I've been told. But this here is the worst tweet <laughs> I have ever seen in regards to the NBL. The pandemic is moving at a rate where it changes by the mm. hour. 
And you expect a team that the logistics of trying to put a season together yep. with all these games, teams across the country, financially, it's not really viable to put everyone in a hub. It's not. That's the case. We'll it's talk not about financially yeah. viable. And we'll talk about that. But to say that where's the plan? Where's plan A, B, and C? Maybe it's changing by the hour. I'll tell you what the NBL does. The NBL puts out a schedule. Okay, well, now we have a Melbourne outbreak. Now we've got to change it. The schedules have been put out and changed consistently. People have been people have travelled to Perth. The restrictions have changed while they are on the plane. Yeah. They have landed in Perth and had to face 14 days quarantine or go home. So how can anyone, let alone an established person that we've blurred the name, so there's no way you could possibly tell who no. tweeted it, we've blurred the name. No. But how could you, an established person, a person of logical thought and reasoning... Think that the NBL is meant to have, and the billionaire brains trust, that one got me, think that they were meant to have this thing all under wraps and all under control. This changes by the day. I love you've come out swinging because it really is just a really poor take. Well, if take. someone pitches me a ball like that, you better it's damn a, well it's just that you're right. It's a, just such a poor take because there's so much, as you said, changes by the hour. But the hardest thing to do, we're not running a Victorian basketball league. This is an Australian no. national league where... In case you haven't realised, as you said, the one thing that is true is the pandemic is not a surprise. Tick. That is that is true. But every state premier reacts so differently, which makes everything logistically so much harder. You've got WA that if someone coughs in Victoria, the border's shut. Yeah. You've got other people, like you see South Australia, leave it open, so it makes things a lot easier. Queensland's seem to come around a little bit to try and to make things a little bit easier, but... No one knows how the premiers of different states are going to react. No. And that if you're coming, trying to put plans together, and by the way, I think it's A, B, or C. I think we're up to plan X slash 58. We're, we're at plan. No one knows what the hell is going to happen exactly. tomorrow. So this is the whole point of this season is fans, players, coaches, every single person who loves the NBL, associated with the NBL, you just have to be flexible and understand that the frustration... I've spoke to a lot of players. They're frustrated. But you don't yeah. think the NBL office is frustrated? Everybody has to just realise this is going to be hard. We're going to have to get through this together. And the frustration, yeah, but it's only going to last as long as it lasts. It's not going to last 10 years. And the players I've spoken to, I've spoken to players on different uh, teams around the league, they want to play. And that's their main thing. They want to play games because that's what they're paid to do. They know that if they don't play games, if there's no pay coming in, they don't have a job. So they want to play games. The NBL is trying to do the best they can to make sure that... Yeah, but I understand the argument of the NBL is trying to do the best they can. And there's a certain place for those sort of discussions where you're yeah. like, okay, you can try to do the best you can and you can make mistakes while you're doing mm. it. I don't think that the NBL has made mistakes so no, far. for sure. They got on the front foot and sent the teams to Tasmania. That wasn't planned. That, was, that decision was made in about 24 hours. perfectly done because you right. see now if they had stayed here a little yeah. bit longer, there's games starting in Perth. That can't happen because that border shut instantly. I think they're exactly right. They've made quick and smart decisions. It's reactive because you have, you can't be proactive. You can't be proactive in this kind of stuff. You can't be proactive. We're at the you position now where it's, you can't. I saw be one of your two. You have to be reactive, but quick and smart. Yeah. And they've done that. And there's going to be so many different challenges that are going to be faced. And you've got guys that it's going to be hard on families as well, especially the ones yeah. with younger families. But it's all about can you make the best of the worst situation? And hopefully, by the time we get around to mid-Feb, that NBL Cup range. Everyone can have their families. Yeah. And unfortunately, fans, if you want to be told a week in advance what the NBL is going to do during a pandemic that's changing by the minute, unfortunately, you're not going to get that. And I understand people need a bit of sort of clothes, ticket sales, all these other things going on, but you're just not going to get it this year. We're, just be happy that we've got something going forward and deal with it. And Billionaire Brains Trust? Yeah, I'll that. tell you what the Billionaire Brains Trust has done. Keeping it alive. We've got a league yeah. happening <laughs> during a pandemic. And the, we've got a league that's thriving. That's what the Billionaire Brains Trust And the done. last thing we're going to hit on here was that we said we would. The, the whole people were like, well, why didn't we have a hub last year? 
it doesn't work like that because no one of us, unless you're in that billionaire's brains trust, that I think we're going to be using that a lot this year now that mm. we've seen it, is word. the hub doesn't, it's not feasible for NBL because no one knows the logistics behind it, the money, the sponsor. No one knows any of that besides the people who have to make these decisions. So we only just see what it is on face value and when it's not accommodating to us, we're upset about it. But can you think logistically and understand what we're in the pandemic and say, hang on, that's a good decision. It sucks to me. I've seen people like, well, this new schedule that came out, well, there goes my tickets. You've cancelled a game. Oh, well, what? Did, it's going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen once. If you prepared yourself now, it's going to happen again. But can you just make the best of that and say- Your own holiday's getting cancelled? It's a little bit harder the logistics of a national competition. Yeah. So deal with it. Suck it up. But anyway, that's going to be... I'm going to be keeping I'm my eyes... I'm looking forward to this segment. I'm keeping my eyes peeled for stuff that I see on Twitter. And unfortunately, I can't bring my own tweets on I was here about to, say, to, to roast feeling. because a majority of mine would probably enter mm. this same realm. But we're just going to call some stuff out because NBL Twitter can be wild at times. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what I do love about NBL Twitter is the fantasy guys who are just absolutely... Locked in. Just no idea what's going on at the moment. They've got to change teams, teams, move around, everything. So I do sympathise with the basketball blokes. Tom Hurts as well yeah. is really involved. Liam Santa Maria, all involved in the fantasy stuff. So I can imagine I don't play myself, but good on them. <laughs> but anyway, there is... We speak of this season going forward. We'll start it off now going team by team, mm-hmm. run down. And I think there's a couple of surprises here and a couple of teams that are going to surprise. We'll start off with the Hawks, who are one of my sort of bogey teams. Look, incredibly disappointing last year. Got rid of Matt Flynn, head coach, which I only agree with it because they managed to get Brian Gorsian in his place. But the guy got dealt an absolute deck of jokers. Yeah. A terrible team, terrible imports. LaMelo Ball on a contractual obligation to play him 30 minutes or whatever it was. When the guy couldn't defend me, which is possibly the biggest insult that you could have in a basketball game. Definitely. So you've got to play him the entire game, held the rock in his hands. Good on him. Can have a great NBL career. We're not getting on that mobile hype train again on this podcast because we said it enough last year. Hopefully that was the last time you I mentioned it. that name. You love him. I do love it because it's easy content. Yeah. But I think that he was dealt a shit hand yeah. with that. No, and no. They've, they've made some adjustments this year. If, if they had just got any Yahoo coach in there, I would have been disappointed, but I'm happy with Brian Gorgian. I think it's it's a massive win. It's one of the biggest wins of this offseason is to bring Brian Gorgian in. They've renamed the Hawks. They're trying to really just create an identity from the jump, trying to really get everyone to embrace this new look. Hawks, and I love it. As you said, Gorgian's record is insane mm. when you think about it. And you're bringing back one of Australia's best, if not Australia's best ever, and it's going to be awesome for them. they got Dangadell, which has been a big... Oh, one of the best two-way players in the league, no gonna doubt. going to be a big chance at the no defensive doubt. player of the year. We saw we played Melbourne United in the preseason. We played the Raptors up there a couple of years ago, and he was on that roster, and we were down by like 40 or something at one stage. Kawhi wasn't playing. Kyle Lowry wasn't playing. They were still smacking us. Why did they rest him against you guys? Oh, I don't know. I'm still undecided. <laughs> and then they, they put Dengadell in for the last quarter. That was it. Played 12 minutes yeah. out of like 22. And I was He's like, tough. He is tough. But you also look at Brian Gorgian as a coach, right? So you look at the roster that they have. Mm. Justin Simon mm. coming in the import. Defensive dog. Yeah. Coming out of college. Well, he's Defensive been, dog at the been labelled level. the Bryce Cotton Stopper, which the is Bryce a Cotton massive stopper. Okay, label well, if you've got one of them, then you better be paying him well. <laughs> you've got Dengadel, one of the best two-way guys. So you've got two defensive cogs there. Mm. Now, I'm a big proponent of not having to get... Now, you've got Tyler Harvey, and I'll get on him in a second. But if you get an import, say if you can decrease Bryce Cotton's output, you play Perth. You can decrease Bryce Cotton's output to 15 That's on a huge. good night. That's 10 points That's in your advantage. Big. That takes your import that's scoring 10 and playing well on defense to a 20-point scorer. So on the plus-minus scale right there, you've got a 20-point import. If yeah. he can decrease a great player's output but not only that, you by gotta, around that sort of range. And it's more that Bruscon's going to get here. Bruscon's one of the best we've ever seen. He's incredible. He is the best we've ever seen. He's the, the best import yeah. we've ever seen in this league. To make him every, earn everything and make his night hard, 
when Bryce Conn gets going, the whole team gets going, the fans get going, that that is when Perth are really good. And we're just talking about Perth here. Yeah. We're talking about the best import in the mm. league. There's a whole bunch of other imports that this guy's going to be able to stop. Exactly. I'll tell you how that really hurt. And, and we don't know whether he's going to come out and be as good defensively because we've heard it before, guys, a defensive stop as they yep. come out and they're that bad on offense yeah. that it's totally outweighed. Yeah. But they've got Tyler Harvey, who I played with in college, who is going to lead this league in scoring this year. Ooh. I'm confident that he will lead the league in scoring. Tyler Harvey. I'll put that on the record now. I like it. There's no market at the moment because everything's all up in the air, so mm. you've got to forgive our traders for that. But I think he's going to lead the league in scoring. What he can't do is play defense. Yeah. Defensive liability. But I'll tell you what, now he's not going to have to worry about that as much because he's guarding the third string guy. You've got Deng Adele, You've got Justin Simon. They're taking the load yep. on the defensive end. So you can afford to put Harvey off to the corner, sort of like what Bryce Cotton does a bit at Perth. Bryce yep. Cotton's a better defender than Tyler Harvey is, but you can afford to do that. You can put him off to the side a little bit, which is really going to help them and allow Tyler Harvey to just be that scoring beast that he is. He led the NCAA, NCAA the year that I played with him in college scoring. Jeez, and, I, and with, with you jacking him up. With me as well. I was going like 0 for 14 from the three. Like I was jacking up about 14 threes a game. And he still, still yeah, led the league okay. in scoring. That's a big thing. So that's how good he yep. is. Well, the big thing is they're not going to have imports. It doesn't look like who are going to be laughing and smiling at the camera down 38. No. So that was the big issue what, But that, was, that just summed up the whole year. With yeah. them in New Zealand, that just had an absolute shambles of an import mm. setup last year. But it looks like they should be a little bit better coming into this year. Where have you got them ranked? I reckon they'll be around... Coming off dead last. They'll be, last fight, they'll be fighting. I think there's three teams that are going to be locked over the finals. I reckon they're going to be fighting for that fourth spot. And I think with Brian Gorgian and his incredible record, you just can't rule them out. And if they get rolling, younger roster, Besto's a huge key. Besto's got to stay he healthy. Though? He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy, but he's got to stay got, feasible. He's got to stay good. He hasn't you, been good in you've years. You've got Froling, who seems to want to take another step forward. Emmett, nah, these guys, this yeah. like little core, can they keep going? They're going to be around the mark. And Jessup, the next star, is not bad as well. He's, yeah. he's a sniper as well. So I think they're going to be around that mark fighting for that final spot. But I think there's three teams we're going to lock in that we'll, we'll touch on, and they're going to be fighting for that one, yeah, which is going to be exciting. There's three teams that are far and away mm. better than anyone else in the competition, but I've got them sitting at fifth at the moment, potentially fighting into a fourth spot. Yep, there's a couple of teams do. that could go. I think there's a bit of a log jam. Four through seven is a log jam, yep. in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. But I think if, if Gorgian can really get this team to lock in defensively, which he will, then they're going to be tough. Yep. The only issue is, and I'd have them higher because I really rate these guys defensively, I'd have them higher, but the issue is how long do they have to gel all the, all the stuff that's been going on, you know, traveling, all this sort of stuff. So it may be a little harder for a team to gel with a first-year coach. It's weird calling Brian Gordon a first-year coach, but he is in this circle. They've got that kind of roster that I don't think they have too many guys here with families as well. So it's, it's kind of when they have to go through all these different yeah. changes, they just, as we saw Gorge come out and say, we're just taking this, at, we're in Albury right now, we're taking it as a preseason camp, we're all coming together, we're embracing it. Teams that do that more consistently are going to be really good. So yeah. there's a couple we're going to touch on that that's not exactly the case, which all has to weigh into a season like this. Yeah, I think they're, they're extremely solid through the top five. They get a little bit young yep. going into the bench, but I think they'll be able to do enough, and they'll be able to win enough games to stay around that yep. mark. South East Melbourne mm. Phoenix. Simon Mitchell, one of our favourite coaches, yep. listens to Metallica. He's got beautiful music taste. Does he have good taste in defensive talent? I don't think so. I don't think Offensively, so. fantastic. He's got bad taste in NFL teams too. They're a disgrace, <laughs> the Philly Eagles. We won't talk about that. I'm a Giants fan. But they've got their core back, which is also crucial. You want to con- that uh, continuity. I ne- nearly went oh, with the way you said it. I've got one team that I'm going to be preaching on continuity. But they've lost two keys. They've lost Ty Wesley and John Robeson. And we know how – Ty Wesley was injured, but he still was a massive piece last yeah. year. John Robeson was just a flamethrower. He was unreal. But – 
I like what they've brought in. I think you're right. Defense is going to be the huge key, but Adam's ready to take another step. You just see he takes every opportunity he gets. He's just yeah, he's be- ready to take another step, but the step that he's taking is most likely still going to be on the offensive end. He yeah, might get exactly. back to be a consistent scorer. They don't need that. And they and they brought in Cam Glynn and Tarangi who are looking for these second chances to get back to how good we've seen them in the past. Yeah. Glidden's the key for me. Yeah. Because, look, you've got you obviously key for Sykes. From all that I've heard, he's going to be good. Stud import, yeah. And he's got he's of good pedigree. Stud import, and I've heard that from a couple of players that won't bullshit me with this that yeah. he is legit. Yeah. A stud will be an All NBL contending import. Yeah. But the issue is, you've just lost John Robeson, who was averaging twenty points last year, and your issues are on the defensive end. Yeah. So if he comes in and averages twenty, which is great in the NBL, twenty points is huge. This mm. isn't NBA numbers. Yeah. Twenty points in NBL games is huge. If he averages that, then they're no better than last year. Yeah. And Robeson was huge in the fourth quarter. So if he comes in and is just as good as Robeson, that's elite. But it's not going to help them. They're still struggling on the defensive end. So the key guy is Mitch Creek yep. and Glidden. Glidden's got to have enough offensive output to be able to continue that sort of Which high I think caliber. He will. I, I think he will. I think he'll find his feet. Mitch Creek's going to get it done. But these guys need to step up on the defensive end because mm-hmm. you're without Dane Pineau for the first two months of the season. You're yep. most likely bringing in... You know, I think Tristan Forsyth yeah. moved up. Maybe Dave Anderson gets a gig somewhere as a replacement player if another person goes down. But where's the defensive intensity? It there? Dane was the anchor of that defense. It was. He was. Because that's all he cared about was just getting boards. That's all he cares and about. Rebounds. Blue collar worker. And Forsyth, we saw Harry Froling kind of had his way with him. So he's got a bit to learn. He's going to have to learn oh, yeah. quick. Going to have to learn really quick. If Harry Froling's dropping, what, 30 points yeah, and on this team, then you're, you're in a bit you, of a worry. You've got and that's have... not an insult to Harry Froling. I just don't think he's at that level yet. Yeah. And it's just going to be. He's going to have to uh, – we've got Wetzel, he's going to be good. I think I, I like what he brings, but you're right. That defensive end is going to have to be – I think they're going to be a team where you see junk up a lot. They're going to be a team yeah. that's going to – you might throw double teams here and there. You might even run box and one if you're playing Perth on Bryce Cotton because at the moment that's probably the best way to go at Perth. When you look at roster, we're, we're using Bryce Cotton as just the bar he is. which we rate every he is. other Because he can win games on his own. Yeah. And we've seen that plenty of times. But it's going to be – when they come up against – Teams like United loaded with a lot of talent. And, and they're not – I'm not going to put them they're, – they're not going to compete with the United. They're not going to compete with New Zealand. They might compete with Cairns on certain nights. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a seventh-place team for me. Yep. Potentially eighth. I think it's right down there. And, yeah. and I hate to say that because I love South East Melbourne. It's, it's by – no bias aside, it's my favourite team yeah, in the is. league. It is, is South East Melbourne. Team. I love yeah. the team, but I just don't think they're going to have enough firepower on the defensive end to be able to get it done and to be able to win enough games in what is a fairly log-jammed – Little area, which I would rate them that fourth to seventh. Yeah, I'm with you. They're definitely in that four to seven category. They, if they get hot offensively and and other teams crack and fall around them, I think they're going to be win the chance. But it's going to be tough unless they show that defense, which I'm sure Simon Mitchell is going to be preaching. He's like, guys, he's a good coach. He we can all stuff, you we can, can all work score. You've got. We can all score the ball, but we've got to really focus on defense, and that's going to be cr- crucial when they come up against the Hawks. Like they're both defensive. Who's going to come and win the way those yeah, battles? So where have you got them? I'm in the same four to seven. I reckon maybe four to six. seven. I got maybe six. I don't you see them coming up to four. You never know. With no Dane Pano like cleaning up the glass. You never know. We've Being seen the what anchor Creek on the do. defensive end. Kiefer Sykes. You see how much and you, they've talked about bringing in Forsyth, Dave Anderson. Okay, if you're if, if you're saying bringing saying in Forsyth, six. he's going to move six. them from seventh to fourth. No, no, I'm saying if they bring in someone, then else. there's a line of guys we can <laughs> bring on this podcast. Six, six. I've got them six. Sixth. Six. Sixth. Six. Sixth. Sixth. Continuity and sixth. Nice. Next up, the 36 is one of the most rabid fan bases mm. in the league. You always got to be careful when you're talking about the 36. Well, you might end up on hoops.com getting flamed, mm. as most you. do. Um, you've been flamed plenty of times. Um, look, 
The real big question is, can a next star lead a team? No, they can't. We've, they proved that last year with LaMelo Ball and Josh Giddy. But is, that's is, what I'm is saying. Is Josh Giddy as good as LaMelo Ball? I hope so, but I don't think But so. that's what they're going to have to try and rely on. Is yeah. They're going to have to have a next star try and lead their team. Well, here's the thing for me with Adelaide, and of course they're coming off a, a reasonably tough year as well, but if I'm Adelaide, I'm stoked at the position you're in. You're not going to have a great year this year. I've got you finishing dead last. Yeah. But I'm still very happy. You've got a new coach in Connor Henry mm-hmm. who looks like, from all I've heard, and again, we're just... From what I've heard around the league, that sort of stuff, the guys like him. Yep. Good dude. But you've got young dudes. Yep. Madronia, McVeigh, Giddy, guys like this. Uh, you can build on this and hopefully they get rewarded in loyalty, which is always the hard thing in the NBL, but at least we don't have the same sort of big money. Yep. And Adelaide's a nice place to be. It's not like you're in Absolutely it is. <coughs> Tasmania or something like that where guys potentially might not want to go. But with that youth and a new coach, you could potentially build something cool here like you had in the Mitch Creek era where you took Melbourne to five games and potentially could have won the championship that year with Joey Wright because that team built up slowly. Daniel Johnson, Isaac Humphries, you've got talent. You probably can't keep them on the floor at the same time. That's going to be a bit of an issue defensively. But I just like that I'm riding off this year for Adelaide. I don't think that they're going to perform well at all. But I do. I like Donald Sloan. Yeah. I like who they're bringing in with Donald Sloan. I think that's a nice guy to get around Giddy, get some veteran experience. A guy played 240-something games in the NBA. But I'm happy if I'm Adelaide and I'm happy to lose this year because you're going to pay the dividends in years to come. I think, as speaking from Adelaide fan base and everything they've been through the last couple of years, I'm with you on can they show this a new culture building for the Adelaide 36ers yeah. as a whole? Obviously, the entertainment centre, yeah. everyone around them. Can they just build a culture that everybody wants to be around, everybody loves, it's exciting, it's fun? We see, as you said, that future coming through yeah. of – a new whole way to look at playing. They've had a lot of culture issues over the last couple of years. We've seen it come in and out and obviously the last off-season. Can it be a new slate, which I'm sure Connor Henry's bringing, and can they just start with that? We're going to have a new culture. We're going to go forward here. As you said, anything that comes from this year is a bonus. We've got these young guys. We want to see them shine. The bigs is going to be a tough one. Can they coexist? I don't know. You've got Daniel Johnson, Isaac Humphries. It's going to be really hard. But I think Which Isaac Humphries has got the potential to have a big year. For sure. A very, very big but year. But you're right, though. They can't really be on the court at the it's, same time. It, it, it's a tough position, especially when you've got such energetic guards. It's going to be a very, very interesting setup there. I hope that Josh, I think the jo- I rate Josh Giddy. Don't oh, get me wrong. Oh, he's going to be elite. Him and Mojave King, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable talent to have. And you know, the best thing is they're Aussie. Well, not Mojave King, technically. We'll he adopt is. him yeah, we'll adopt. as an Australian, as a New Zealander, but it's local guys. Yeah. So it's really That's exciting so, for the league. But I'm happy as an Adelaide 36ers fan, not that I am, but I would be happy. And I think Adelaide's a smart enough basketball fan base to understand that, that they're building something here, which they've done before and they've had success in building that before. So I'm, I'm happy to roll as it. As an Adelaide, Adelaide boy, I've never heard us be referred to as a smart fan base. So I'm really happy that you they said are. that. Well, as much as, like, don't get me wrong, they yell some wild shit at me in that oh, year in 2018 wild. when I was sitting on the bench. Oh, but six, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Bygones be bygones. Yep. Not worrying about it. I'm with you. I think they're going to have. A, uh, they're going to struggle this year, but I think you can take a lot of positives out of it rather than just looking at whatever the record yeah. is. It, it's not it, like yeah, a Hawks yeah. last year. No. So I had the Hawks finishing last last year, which I didn't get on at $15, and I will rue the day that I didn't do that for the rest mm. of my life. But Gatting. It's not yet. Yeah, Gatting, shout out to Cam Luke, $201, bang. RIP. But uh, yeah, rest in peace as well. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy if I'm an Adelaide fan. Yep. But now we get to get into the good teams. Oh. <laughs> the big stuff. And we're working this one through on last year's ladder positions yep. as well. If you wondered why we started off with no hopers, the New Zealand Breakers. Now, I want to start this one off with a public apology Ooh. to Dan Shamir, which I think I gave him another apology last year. But I came at him when he got the signing and I came at Matt Walsh as well. 
when he got that extension when they were trash. And they just brought in Glenn they Rice. They just brought in Glenn <laughs> Rice Jr. The guy was pulling out guns at practice. I don't know what he was doing, punching <laughs> everyone, <laughs> taking over nightclubs, doing Glenn Rice things, which he appears to have continued to do Apparently. elsewhere as well. So good luck to him. I hope he turns Unsourced, his life around, but it but doesn't yeah. look like he's going to be doing that too soon. But Dan Shamir looks like he's a respectable coach. He, did, he turned that team around in the second half of the year, and he looked good. The yappy little assistant coach, I still haven't made my mind up on yet. <laughs> I like he's the a energy. He's I like so the energy. funny. But here's the thing. So Melbourne have come into this year, Melbourne United, championship or bust. And even I tweeted that earlier. Mm. Championship or bust. Heads are going to roll if they don't win, which I still think may happen. But you look at this New Zealand roster, yep. and it is better than Melbourne United. Not just by a small way, but I feel by a sizable margin. Wow. So I'll run through the roster here. Wow. We'll start off Ty Webster. Yep. Jet. Galatasaray. Jet. Potentially on the same level, if not better than Corey Webster. We don't know that yet. But he's ranked Can he right cut an avocado there. better than Corey? Can he cut an avocado better? I'll tell you what, I actually, I'll, I'll speak on Corey Webster a bit later, but what I've seen through Corey Webster through this week and the reactions to that incident and stuff like that has shown a real fun side. Yeah. To Corey Webster, which I reckon he's, he's a real good dude, which it's, you really sort of root for guys like that. Finn Delaney looked as good as he's looked in his entire career last year, especially towards the back end. I've got a bold prediction with Finn Delaney. Give it to me. All second team NBL. Bold prediction? Bold, bold prediction would have been MVP. You think he's up? No, uh, no I don't, but I want to – it's got to be a little bolder. He'll be contesting for – He will contest for all, all second team. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think he's sold back. Colton Iverson, stud, top-level Euro ball. Yep. You look at a guy like Jock, Jock Landau, similar sort of numbers. Colton Iverson, big dude, solid dude. I think he's going to be really underestimated. Like when people scour over these rosters and look at him player by player, he's incredibly underestimated, Colton Iverson. Corey Webster, all NBL, first team potential. Yep. If he shows consistency, which is the issue. Stabbing your hand with an avocado. is not consistent. Not consistent. No. You need, to, yeah, you need to stay with it. No off-the-court issues, which I think, Ed, having listened to him there, he's a pretty laid-back guy. I think mm. that there's going to be no issues with that. He's in the right environment. Abercrombie, coming off a 50-40-90 season. So he's found his little groove now. The kids are all going well. Yeah. He's, he's still just He's in the zoo. He's just thing. ticking along. One of the NBL favorites. One of the few guys I can remember back, you know, growing up when I was walking down to the uh, <laughs> tab. To put bets on. <laughs> Back in Abercrombie to have 20 plus. Like he's, an, he's another guy. He's a solid, solid talent. Lamar Patterson, MVP candidate. Mm, definitely. I've got that. Oh, you just took it off my rundown sheet. But yeah, I've, I've got, got him rundown. for yeah, sure. Is We're forgetting about Lamar Patterson. He was in that MVP. Yeah. What shapes are you going to come into this year with lockdowns and whatnot? He just did 14 days NBL quarantine. Hopefully they shut off the Uber Eats on that uh, <laughs> the company phone. He did... <laughs> He single-handedly won big games for Brisbane when they needed yeah. to last year. And he's a closer and he's a clutch performer. And especially with Webster out, he's going to be huge for them. Yeah. But I think a little change of scenery for him is going to do him even better. Rob Lowe, one of your most sizable bigs in the league. Yep. Consistent, pick and pop. He's a guy who could have 21 night. Yep. Bang. So you've got so many guys. Then you've got Daniel Trist, again, solid guy. Nothing, not going to jump show out of him, but he's, he's going to come out there yep. and he's going to play hard. Then you've got Weeks, Jared Weeks, one of the best X-Factor guys in the mm. league. Now... You break that roster down. Of course, we've got Hobson, Landale, stuff like that at United, Golding. You've got McCarran running the point. But that top through bottom is by far the best roster in the league. By far. Don't agree with that, but I do think – I had them as second Why don't favorites. you agree with it? I think Melbourne United's roster is definitely better than them. On, well, we'll get through okay. Melbourne United. Have you got their roster written down for me? I can tell you off the top of my head. Give it to me. Well, we're not there yet, Who's mate? matching up against Finn Delaney? Jack White, Dave Barlow. Oh, Jack White. 
Jack White's going to match up against Finn Delaney. We haven't seen him yet. Jack White will play the four. He's a hustle player. Will- Jack White's a good player, but he's a hustle player. He's not as good as Finn Delaney at the moment. He may be better later on, but he can't match up with him at the moment. We're not in on my United humble yet. opinion. We're not on United Yo, yet. I'm getting a taste for it. I've got, I've got blood in my mouth now. I think I've got the New Zealand Breakers as finishing second. I think I've got the Breakers finishing second as well, but it's got nothing to do with talent. It's just got to do with COVID. They're not. They're going to be away from home. We'll get on this. That's where it's going to happen because you've got guys on this team with families. Well, yeah, we'll get on stuff this. stuff like that. And I want to talk about that a bit later. But I think that no, 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 the because breakers... I'm going to steal your segment later and use it now. So you've got nothing left. <laughs> to no, no, we've got segments, <laughs> mate. Uh, I think they're going to be great. I'm excited to see Ty Webster. It's going to be great to see him in the league. And from all I've talked to Finn a lot, they everyone loves Denshamir and they love playing for him. Yeah. So that's egg on my face. I thought yeah. they hated it, <laughs> but I like what they put on the floor and. It's, can they get off to a good start with Corey Webster out? It's going to be a huge thing. Uh, you got to really try and win these games early, start to build that momentum. But they're, they're, I've got them second. Yeah, no, I, th- I think second. And of course, it's no guessing who we're going to have first in this situation. But if they can click, we'll know within the first five games whether this team. And I may flip that. Mm. Flip that within the first five games. If they look like they're clicking early and the road games don't seem to be much of an issue, then bang. Yeah, I'll probably move that around a bit. The bullets. The mighty Brisbane Bullets. Lamanus, I'm happy he gets another year. Hopefully all the drama and the World Cup stuff and the retiring from the Boomers, all that sort of stuff is gone. And this is the first proper year where he can have his mindset 100% directed towards the Bullets. They're going to be a little bit harder. It, it is. No Patterson, it is. no Magne. But they've got Victor Law, who from all reports... Victor Law. <laughs> Vic Law. I was about to say we're getting formal. Uh, he's, all reports is he is coming yeah. in to do some damage. He's elite. I think the change of scenery for Drimmick and Froling we've seen, I mean, it's only preseason games, but now they've got that little Aussie contingent that Sobey's going to play a lot in the two from reports as well, which well, that, that's the thing. to that. That's the thing. Sobey in the two is a game changer. The trial of Sobey at the one is done. Done. Never want to see that again. And that's not a knock on Sobey at all. I think he's better that's, in the two, though. I think he's that's where, better that's in the where two. He, that's and you're going to need him to score now because you lose Lamar Patterson. Mm. You lose the heart and soul of this team. Everything went through Lamar Patterson. At the end of the game, Lamar. Start of the game, Lamar. You've got to completely upend your offense right now with Lamar Patterson out. And luckily, Lamarus runs that flow setup, so it's a little bit easier to upend in terms of talent. And I think you're spot on with Drimmick. I think Drimmick's going to have a real big year. Oh, a, that's huge. Him and Froling, I mean, it's only preseason, but it's a change of scenery for them to be able to come out and now they have bigger roles. And they have to. It's not like you come in and like, oh, it doesn't matter. You can either come off the bench. Like if you're not playing well, we got someone else. You got, they have to produce. They have to produce for the bullets consistently night in, night out for them to be good. But they've got a young team that can, we're going to have a lot of games back to back. They've got a young team that can back up. They're going to play. That's what's going to surprise some teams, the back to backs. And that's why I like New Zealand in a lot of senses, because they can rest two to three guys and still be competitive. And that's what I think. Which I don't think they'll do. Guys aren't going to be resting people in the NBL. That's not. No, they're not. But it's going to be, if there's little niggles or something like that, guys have to step up to Murray Wignes to come in. And these young guys that Mm. we have, we've forgot about him. Obviously, we're talking about Mojave King. We've talked about these, uh, Murray Wignes is coming in. with Mojave Wignes. It's a point to prove. We have butchered every (laughs) word in the English language. (laughs) including names. But I think, yeah, it's going to come down to the Aussie contingency. Law, how good is he? Can he come in and do what all reports is going to do? But Froling, Drimmick, Sobey is going to be those three of what next step are they going to take? Sobey's been elite. We've seen what he's done. But can he take a next step in a new role? Yeah. Where do you have him sitting? I'm sitting fifth. Yeah, I got him sixth. And I think they could drop below that. Mm. I think they're going to be able to put up numbers, but I, I just can't see it. It's too much of a hole. Magne, the late loss of Magne. Hurts. That one's tough to replace. You, you pretty much can't replace Magne in that sense. And he was going to have a huge year yeah. this year as well. Lamar Patterson, that's as big a loss of any team 
in the entire offset. I'm super happy for Magne, but man, I wanted to see him go around one more I did, time. yeah, yeah, 100%. You go over there and you do the two-way stuff. Maybe it was, was one year what he needed, one more year to have a big year and then get a contract offer. I'm not going not to knock the kid. If, you, if the two-way offer's there, take it, go. Smart move. Do you want to be in America right now? Do you want to be in Australia right now? Uh, yeah, let's not get political. <laughs> uh, Georgia Senate runoff tomorrow. <laughs> oh, soft. But, <laughs> but anyway, no, I just think the holes are too big that they've lost and yep. too big to fill. Vic Law could be – if Vic Law, again, it's the same sort of thing with South East. If Vic Law comes in and he's as good as Lamar Patterson, you're still missing Magna. You're probably as good as you were last year. Yep. So you're still finishing out of the finals. Yeah. So in that He'd have to be unbelievable and an unbelievable facilitator as well. And I just don't think that's going to happen. Although I do think that he's going to be another All NBL contender. I mean, the talent that have, that have come into this league this year. When when let's talk about how originally when people were opting out of contracts, everyone well, oh, there's going to be no talent left. And now we're looking at a mo- probably more talented yeah, get, all get around. Get in the bin, yeah. all the people. And I said that time and time. Oh, uh, the NBL's done. Everyone's going to be out of here. Get in the bin. We've the got cynicism some. that we see on Twitter sometimes from these NBL fans, where it's just panic stations. Oh, the, the season's moved back one day. Oh, we're not even going to have it. It's all done. We've got some elite, elite talent. Uh, I hate that so much. I hate the cynicism. We've got everyone back. Oh, we lost Nick K to a European deal. Stuff like that happens every mm. year anyway. But we retained Scotty Hobson, Machado. We retained when Bryce, Bryce Cotton left. Back you come, come back, Bryce. Come you want to be Australian, right, mate? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I guess citizenship, which is again, we're going to talk about that when we get to the Wildcats. Mm. That's huge. But over to the consensus favourite, mm. and we're going to touch on this in our best bet segment. I get the feeling we'll do that. United. Yep. Loaded. Loaded with talent because top heavy. Yes, but you look at. The roster compared to last year, Melo Trimble is a he's an elite point guard, needs the ball a lot. Now they put Mitch McCarron in that point guard role yeah. to focus on, which we've seen him do really well in the I'm national level. I'm a huge level. fan. That's gotten Me some too. knocks. The, the Mitch McCarron point guard sort of submission has gotten some knocks. Because I also love it, the fact that you bring in Shea Ely as that backup. And Shea Ely, we saw in preseason games, and from watching him a little bit and talking to him, now he's shooting the three with confidence, which yeah. was the big knock on him last year. If he can come in and not only just be a – Pest defensively, but score, hit the open three, score a little bit. That's a huge little spark off the bench. Well, my CG. favorite thing with that McCarran thing is that now you've gone from having an absolute pub door swinging with Melo, with Melo right. Trimble, def- a defensive sieve. Guys would just run to the lane. He'd score 30. Opposition point guard gets 31. Mm. You're one point worse off. Now you've got McCarran up there. He doesn't need to score. No. He's a good enough facilitator. Yep. I reckon it's the perfect move. When you look at the talent that this team has at Hobson, Golding, Landale, bang, you put McCarron there, he's the glue. He's going to be the glue to put this thing. And then you've got two defensive dogs and him and Shaili going back and forth. Yep. So I think it's the perfect move. And anyone and who doubts that and say, oh, McCarron's not good enough to lead this team, don't compare it to the other talent. No, yeah, no, no. McCarron's not necessarily... He's not an import. Well, he's not as good as Golding, Hobson or Landau, but... He is he's going to be the glue. For he's arguably the most important player in that starting There's lineup. There's two underrated players that, from hearing reports out of how preseason's been and some of the practices they've had, that are going to take massive steps forward in helping United if they're going to win this championship. Yudai Baba... Japanese player. Not bad. Better than I thought. I thought he was going to come in just as a little, you know, a little No, 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 no. Athletic. They said in their – they did a whole preseason testing like the NBA. He is quick and athletic and you saw that Which helps in a game of basketball. Yeah, it does, surprisingly. It's an essential part. But defensively, he's up the court. He's just being a pest and he can knock down the three, which he's going to have to. He's a three and D wing, which you come in and they're going to be able to throw different guys, McCarron, Ely, all this at – Bryce Cotton, we're going to keep talking about the one, who you want you have to stop. It gets boring. But you throw different guys to try and be that defensive stopper. He's going to have a big part. But the other one is Joe Luala Chul. And now, yeah. 
A lot of people have said, and I haven't been able to watch any practices. I normally go down there because COVID, you can't go in there. Apparently, there was a couple of sessions. You hear that, viewers? Pete goes down to United practices. That's bias. Can't take anything he says seriously anymore. He's still on the inside. I just said I haven't been there. You're a rat. They have said they had a couple of five-on-five games where it was Landale, Luala Chul, 4-5, and they said it was just unreal. Because Landale can move for his size. That's the difference between him and Colton Iverson when you talk yep. about which player is better from New Zealand and Melbourne. I'm still taking Landale over Colton mm-hmm. Iverson because Landale can defend yep. that pick and roll. You can switch that pick and roll. And I'm quite happy that he, he's not going to do a great job, but he's sort of that Rudy Gobert sort of style defender where he can lay back and, and contain a guy. They're going to have that killer lineup of McCarron, Golding, Hobson, Landale, Luala Chul, who can all hit the three ball and can switch pretty much through one through five yeah. just to really just try and pester teams. That's a Danger lineup for anyone else to go. So here's my thing: that starting five. That's not. They won't start. They won't start like that. But their starting five in general is better than New Zealand. But then when you drop off, you've got guys Sam McDaniel, Jack White, Shea Ely. It's probably been a bit tough throwing him in there. But Dave Barlow, aging, Mm -hmm. an aging Dave Barlow who didn't really show us a huge amount towards the end of the season last year. And then you look at New Zealand's bench. That's where I think in a a hotly contested season with back-to-back games. That's where I think New Zealand. Could have the edge. It just remains to be seen. I've still got United in first place purely because New Zealand are playing so many road games. They're away from home, away from their families, and that's the pay packet isn't big enough to be able to deal with that. You're right. You know, look after them at home, that yeah, sort of stuff. But so. you said how Barlow is older, but what Barlow can bring off the court is try and get Jack White matured as quickly as possible into a leader into a di- into the Barlow role. Yeah, but you don't have as much time this year to correct, do that. Which you that's what you got to wait and yeah. see until that is on the floor. How quickly can they get where Barlow? He's not going to play as many minutes as he has in the past, but can he play his role? We saw him come off the bench in that preseason game on New Year's Eve against the Kings, hit three threes, space the floor. You know, he loves getting fouls, but who can come in then? And then you can throw different players in. You can match up to pretty much any other team where if you've got a smaller four, if they're playing small ball, you can put Jack White at the four. If they're playing big, you've got Lualichul and uh, Landale. And I'm excited to see Jock in this league, man. I'm excited. So there's NBA talent coming over. You've got guys, let's say Donald Sloan, for example, guys played a long time in the end. Terrible comparison, guard, you know, aging player, completely different beast. But when you get an NBA big or something like that over, the games, the game, the NBA game versus the NBL is so different. So different. The most similar thing to the NBL is the European game. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so high on Colton Iverson and Jock Landale as two bigs. Jock Landale and Colton Iverson, both of them have won games in the EuroLeague and they've played well. Serviceable, big minutes. Now, you don't play big minutes in the EuroLeague unless you're making winning plays. And winning plays, Jock Landale may come into this league and average 12 and 10, which by expectation, highest paid yeah. local, probably not huge. But you know how many screen assists Apparently he's going to have? Apparently not true, by the way. Apparently not true. Oh, yeah, we'll drop that bomb. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know who it is, but I've who just heard that? that it's not true. I've got sources, mate, just like you. I've got tomato, I've got barbecue, but apparently... Yeah, 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 they're your sources. I've got yeah. real sources who say he's getting the bag mm. this year, which he is. And right I'm sure he's getting a bag, Because he yeah. makes winning plays. Yeah, he's going to be massive. Screens. But the thing we... Rebounds, defense, stuff like that yep. that you don't necessarily... It's not going to end up on one of these cringy NBL highlight reels that they push mm. out, but it's going to win games. And the screening for guys like Hobson, guys like Golding... That's what I can't wait for. Golden coming off those down screens with Landale on the slip. That's where you're going to win. What we have, we've only said his name without really touching on I think he's the best ISO player in the league is Scotty Hobson. Yeah. So that guy coming in to be able to keep him. And everyone's like, oh, they just poach everyone. First off, they had plenty of months if he wanted to get back to New Zealand. Money makes the world go around. If they do it, they do it. And then he's there. Like, everyone's like, oh, well, 
Melbourne just took him. Well, they didn't. There was plenty of time there. If he wanted to go back to figure it out with New Zealand, he would have been back. It's pretty. Players simple. can retain. Look at look at the tight oh, pants. It's so annoying. They it can retain everywhere. players if it you do it the right everywhere. way. But he is going to be massive. He's a huge piece, and he's the perfect piece to go in there. Casey Prater was injured last year a yep. lot. He's the perfect piece to fit into that team. I'll, we got him finishing first, and people will they go undefeated? No, they're, they're going to. No, they're not going to. They're not going to go undefeated. That's preposterous, especially with how many back-to-back games they are. But I'll tell you what, it is so close between them and New Zealand. Mm. So close. Got another team up there that'll be close as well. We we'll get on. You got a couple of theories. Well, anyway, let's get on to the Taipans. Mojave King looked he's, good. He's exciting. So good. So exciting. And he didn't just look like he had a good game. Like, you know, he hit a whole bunch of threes and ended up with 21 points. He was attacking the rim. He looked solid for his age. Strong body. He could have a big year for the Taipans. Which isn't going to necessarily impact their standing too much. There's two guys you probably know who are going to do that a little bit more. He's he's labelled a next star, but his body is so ready to come in and do this. You saw it just come in and just – he looks so comfortable. He looked like he'd been playing the league for years. Yeah. So I was so pleasantly surprised watching that only one preseason game. I was like, oh, wow. Like this and, kid, and we are oh, jumping right. to conclusions. He's played one preseason Isn't game. Isn't that what preseason is for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't we supposed to pretty much write people on or that off in the preseason? <laughs> Isn't that exactly what Oh, I feel bad for the imports. They're going to have a bad oh, opening round. They're going to be horrible. Get on the plane. Um, Get out of here. But they've got, they've got the best duo import in the league still. Yeah, and, and it, the thing is. They retain them. Retain them. You love That's that. the biggest Retention. thing. And, and, I, and I said this on Twitter, and Liam Santamaria actually came with a good Good point saying that talent is the most important thing. Now, obviously, talent's the most important thing, but if you can retain talent, high level, la, yeah, high level guys, a la Perth Wildcats, retaining Bryce Cotton, and they retain role players as mm-hmm. well, which is, in my opinion, just as big. I, I think the talent is outweighed by having guys on NBL rosters for three, four, five years. Hopefully, what Adelaide can do moving forward with this young roster, Jack yep. McVeigh, Madronia, these sort of guys. But anyway, I digress. No, I'm with you. That, they're the best duo. Uh, import duo in the league. They're they arguably the best duo import in the league last year, and now we're coming back with virtually the same team. And they've got a point to prove. The fact that all reports they got on the, they were talking to each other, Machado, they were like, we want to win this thing. We're coming yeah. to come back. And Machado brought, wants the MVP. And I think you'll get it. I really Ooh. think you'll get it. I really Save think. It for later. Oh, I don't think we've got later. that today. That might be fun. Right, we'll roll with it now. <laughs> but I, uh, he's going to come in another point to prove. He's signed for two years, which is yeah. wild that he's going to be there for Cairns. Great for the whole city of Cairns. It's great. It's fun to watch. It was the most exciting import duo. Team. They really were because of they, they got the team rolling, as you said. Um, Deng's up there, Mirko Jeric. But I'll tell you what, hey, we're talking about the bench. Like Jordan Nata is coming in. Oh, yeah. He hasn't played in New Zealand. He's like... I've, he's put up massive numbers in New Zealand NBL. Finally, he's going to get Are a chance. Are we going to have a decent amount of home games this year as and well? And Mike Kelly's going to be giving him the chance that he's ready to take, and I'm excited to see when, when Natai gets his stroke going, he's the same sort of X factor as Jared Weeks, in my opinion. Yeah. And Weeks is the same sort of thing. If they get just a bigger. couple of early just shots, bigger. bang, and Natai's a little bit better on the defensive end. So, so I, I think Cairns are going to be up there as well. I've got him finishing third, but I think they're going to be contesting. I've got, I've got him finishing such an unfortunate third because this is the best Cairns team we've seen in so long since the Ayinde Ubaka days yeah. <laughs> back ages ago when they made a run. People but this Cairns yeah. team, they've, they've done it through retention, getting young guys, and Mirko's not necessarily crazy young, but they've got him in, got Fabian back in, upgraded from a DP spot. They've got a fun, feel-good roster, but I just don't think that they get as good as they are and as well-coached as they are. I'm just not whether, sure whether they can take it to New Zealand and Melbourne. And yeah, that's why yeah. I've got them finishing third. I wish this was the year where it was any other year, and I did that roster finishes first. But it might help them, the fact that we look at this new schedule now, is that bulk home games, you get off to a run, you start feeling good. When that team's feeling good about themselves, people well, come the in and look. they enjoy it. They're going exactly. to Gilligan's every weekend. If I was going to Gilligan's every weekend, I'd be a lot less cynical on this podcast, I reckon. 
<laughs> I had something to say. It's not appropriate. We're not, <laughs> we'll move anything on. To have, does that have something to do with the Tuesday nights? It might. It might. But, uh, yeah, that is. they're going to be exciting to watch. I think anything can happen. If they get off to a hot start, then who knows? They're going to be definitely in that hunt. Next up, the most intriguing prospect from an odds perspective and from a season perspective, the Wildcats. I think it's 34 straight finals that they've Ooh. made. They've made the finals 34 years straight. The pinnacle of Australian sporting teams is the Perth Wildcats. This is the year out of 34 years where they look the most vulnerable to not make it. Are you going to make the call? Are you, make, are you doing it right now? No. I'm nah. saying they're great value at $10 to win the championship. Wow. Because Bryce Cotton is going to come through and get his citizenship halfway through this year. They're sitting at $10 in the market at the moment. Yep. He comes through, gets his citizenship that changes everything. halfway through the year. He's a natural marquee player. All of a sudden, you got big plumly. They've got... Uh, their Did biggest I just growl? Their, yeah, on there. <laughs> For all those, all those listening, yeah. Felix just flexed as well. Uh, that's their biggest question and answer in the same one is when does he get it? How quickly does he get it? That's the biggest. It's a be all and end all. They need an extra piece yeah. because I know that you've got um, Todd Blanchfield who's coming in. You've got these guys who if they throw double teams, you, you can get hot. Clint Stein, all these yeah. guys. But they need some someone to help with Bryce Cotton. That's the thing. And, that's and losing Damian Martin on the defensive end is big because now you've got to find another guy for refs to allow to just scrape and scratch at any other player on the opposition team. And Dude, I'm just to claw my eyes I'm out. playing around there. Damian Martin's the best defensive player we've ever sure. had in this competition. But there were some times where the refs would play, would ref him to that reputation. Yeah, I got my and eyes allow him to do out. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Norton. Norton Mitch Norton coming in, great player. Mm. I've got I've got no issues with Mitch Norton running the point guard at It's just not a 15, He's been waiting for his position point. back when he came oh, yeah. back from, yeah. Yeah. He's just not a 15, 20 point scorer every No, time. but neither was Damian Martin. I don't think you no, need right. that in the point guard spot. But when they, need an extra, they need yeah. an extra score. You saw what Nick Kay could do, but Nick Kay yeah. was different position, different role. So the biggest question is how quickly they get a citizenship done. If they don't get it done, then I don't think they make the finals. And I'm not going to. No, I, I agree with that. I think if but the I will not write them off because I would you're not, a I would. fool. Because Harpy would jump on you. If there was an under-16 teams rolling rolling out for the Perth Wildcats, I would still be very hesitant to put them above $10 in the market. Because you never They know. should never be double figures. No. That's a flatline rule. If the Perth Wildcats are ever double figures in a betting market, take them. It's like the All Blacks. You gamble responsibly. Yeah, but uh, no, no. yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's all you've got to talk about is how quickly they it's, get it. Yeah, it, the, the entire season rolls down on Bryce Cotton now. And their Premier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we and if politics. McGowan decides to just cancel everyone out. Finally. Mm, your, your boys. My favourite, the Sydney Kings. You, want, you know what the biggest key for the Sydney Kings is? Yeah. To not worry about what people say on a wagering podcast. A corporate bookmaker's podcast should not be front of mind for your management to complain about in the midst of a season. So if they can just stop bitching and moaning and whining about what's going on outside, then maybe they might have a chance at a good season, which I still don't think they're going to have because Xavier Cooks is injured and he was the glue. In my opinion, when you look at this roster, the loss of Bogut is huge on the defensive end from a leadership perspective. I just don't know if they've got the talent. You're high on Casper Ware. I'm not as high on Casper Ware. <laughs> Dude, you stop stealing my rundown. There's literally <laughs> you shouldn't have put it in front of me. No, but... Xavier Cooks is that's a massive loss for he was ready to Huge. step in. Cannot be understated. And that's, to replace him with Vidanovic is not acceptable. I I understand and it's tough to get Venky Joyce over here because of COVID and all that sort of stuff, mm. quarantining. So I can understand that may have been the only option possible. Was he on the radar, Venky Joyce? Yeah, yeah Venky oh, Joyce really? was on the radar. Venky Joyce was, is apparently open to coming to the NBL. Wow. But he's, he's pretty free spirit. The guy's yeah. got a medical degree, he's happy to do yeah. whatever he wants. Um, but that would have been a much better replacement. Vidanovic is not a suitable replacement to Xavier Cooks. And that's not a knock. He's a boomer. We, we lost a boomer. The, you the lost Kings. a boomer, so, but you, you lost a guy that was about to come into his own. It's going to come down to, it's right, Casper it, now has to go to another level yeah. that we didn't see last year consistently yeah. where he has to lead this team in pretty much everything. We talk about he's a two-way player, but now he has to do both. You have to pretty much score 25 a game yeah. and also try and 
locked down defensively. So when you come up against guys, the Hawks, we talk about all those kind of defenders and, yeah. and United, it's going to be tough, but Craig Muller going to step into the starting role. This is his opportunity. You've got to take it now. Everyone's going to get the opportunity. Craig Muller's been waiting four years, is it now, yeah. for his opportunity and now to, be a, to be a starter? I assume he's going to start. We talk about game. opportunities. They're all there for them. Adam Ford, this is your opportunity. Adam Ford, see, you didn't speak on that one. I, 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 trust, I, I trust the Kings management at times. I love it. But that's a great move. Amazing. You and don't go outside. Yeah, it's easy to go and say, okay, we need a bit of a name. We're Sydney, major city. We need fans. We need to go after a gorgeous. Reward. They, they probably did. Reward people. But you need a uh, Bevo or someone with a bit of a name behind them. Ford's just. Snuck under the radar, but he's yeah. the right move. Oh, perfect. The NBL crowd is cynical, and I did not see a bad word about Adam Ford no. about that hire, which no. is very rare. You never see that. He's a smart guy. I don't think there's going to be a huge change between what Weaver ran. They're both very intellectual coaches. But you look, as you said, they lost they lost Cooksey, Bogut, Deshaun Tate. First team, like they've lost they've some lost real experts. When Tate wasn't on the floor last year, they were no good. No. When Bogut wasn't on the floor, a lot worse defensively. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard. But I think it's going to be tough. Where have you got them sitting? I think I've already had a team fifth, but I'm going to put them fifth. Yeah, I've got them around that fifth mark. And again, yeah. it's a log jam. And they could make the final. That's what I mean. I don't I don't think they make the finals just, this year. And then you need, just need to get a cup hot for a couple of games, but it's going to be tough. And how well do they get together? And again, embrace the opportunity. But... They've got old guys with backup games. You've got kicks, you've got newels, and another guy, another guys with families, which is going to play yeah. a massive part in this COVID-ridden season. How quickly do they get up? How much do they play? How good are their bodies night in and night out with games, especially when we get to the NBL Cup? A lot of games, a lot of opportunity for these young guys. Jordan Hunter, or we talk about, they're going to have to take them. Oh, yeah, I you, think they're in strike. If they don't take them, you're not going to win games. But again... The whole thing, this is the beauty of the NBA in this season like this, is the opportunities there for everybody. Yeah. Every player on this every player in the league is gonna play minutes this year. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys floating under the radar. They're going to have to step up, especially in that NBL Cup. Yep. But, that, but that's the thing with Sydney. Is you know, I'm still sort of a little bit, you know, where they can go and wait till the first couple of games till we see how that roster is put no, together. It's but should... I hope we never have to mention the owner, the management, anything. I just hope they stay out of it this year and just keep it. I just want to talk about the guys on the floor. I don't think. Don't so. worry about the outside noise coming in. Because we all loved the, the Felix vs Sydney show. No, but it wasn't Felix vs Sydney. There was no me versus them. It was just like, why, why do you guys care? It's a show. It is just take a it show. on the chin. Get better. Win games. Prove us wrong in the on the court. We love it. You didn't do that. No, I'm you bailed you. out of the finals last year and oh, gave it to Perth. <laughs> love it. That's just what happened. That is what happened. But that's sort of thing. I want to focus on on court. Yep. This year with Sydney, I'm sure that, and I'm, I'm sure that's yeah, and, I, and I, hope, I hope that's what happens. Adam that Ford happens. is preaching that, and they're in Albury doing it yeah. all together. And, he's yeah. going to be up against it roster wise this year, just with, again with the talent of how top again, heavy the talent is in the league. As I said about Adelaide, it's culture now. You bring in, you've lost elite players. Now you bring in, what culture can you build? And honestly, it's a blessing in disguise being put in Albury for two weeks because yeah. it's a preseason camp where you've got nothing but you're all together. How are you going to go? You're going to either say, oh, this is shit, I hate this, or you know what? We're all together. It's just us. It's just yeah. us against the world. Let's do it. Well, who are your biggest, who's your biggest winner? Of the your biggest loser. Biggest of winner of the offseason for me, Hawks. Got to say, Brian Gorgian bringing back new identity. I love it. Just a rebrand. But you've brought back one of the best record coaches we've had. And as soon as you saw the signing, and then Ingles is like, this, oh, is yeah. like, this just blew up. This was massive. And then you've got the young talent. You've got Dengadel. I think it's just great. Let's for not everything. forget Colangelo is in the ownership group. Uh, uh, the, oh, stop taking that. Yeah. <laughs> the ownership group, the re- I love it. But, and you've got Brian Gorgian at the helm of he's just going to make them play basketball the right way. I think it's a massive win. I think that is the big, biggest win of a lot. There's a lot of them in the offseason. 
Uh, I don't know how much we're. Are we harping on these too long, or are we moving no, on? No, no, no. You can talk. No, about it. It. We're, oh, well, we're free spirits here. They're the new. They're my biggest winner of the off season. Who's your biggest loser? Now this goes either way, but I have got the breakers. This goes either way, and this is why. Because of a season where we said they're over here the whole time, they're away from families. It's going to go one or two ways. Everyone's going to jump on board and say, we're in this together. It's just us guys in the room on the court. And they're going to thrive in it. But there's going to be different periods where it's going to be mentally and emotionally challenging where certain guys, especially the families, are going to fall off, find a little harder. Yeah. Do the team get around and pick them back up? Because it either goes one or two ways there. Either they fall apart or they come together. It's going to be one or two ways. I think it is. The, hopefully we see him back playing in New Zealand at some point after the NBL Cup. I think there's a lot of talk about that, which would be great. But I think that is just going to be hard. But again, I could be wrong. It could be the other way around. Yeah. But what else hurts is your best scorer just put a knife through his hand. <laughs> like at the, the timing of it, because you want to get off to a good start. Yeah. You want to feel good about yourselves being like, hey, man, I love being over here. Like everything's against us. Everyone said we, we don't playing at home. This is tough. And then Corey Webster's gone and just stabbed himself. So it's a hard, that's the <laughs> that's where they are the biggest losers. But again, I think it can go either way. It'll be hard, but if they get it the right way, then they're going to be hard to beat because they're going to just have their their tight knit group, and you can't anyone, no one can penetrate that little group. Yeah, I get what you're coming from. My biggest winner mm. is United. Mm. Clear in a way, United because they pulled this season out of the trash. Yep. Right there, they were sitting when before they signed Landale. They were sitting there. It's like, okay, you got Scotty Hobson, but you still don't have any sort of big presence. Only bigs. Struggling, no bigs. And then you pull this one out of the hat. They're the biggest winner. And they're also, due to COVID, potentially going to get a whole lot of home games. This NBL Cup happens in Melbourne. So they're the biggest winner out of this. And I know people hate it because they call it the the NBL, the Melbourne Basketball League. But that's just how it is when you live in the capital of basketball. But not only do they get Landau, but Landau had already been practicing with them for months. Yeah. Which is huge. We talk about the teams not getting together fully for preseason. He's been there for so long. That we talk about continuity, but it does start as early as you can get the roster together. And he's a great character guy. Great like you couldn't guy. have got a better late signing yep. than Jock Landau to save your season because of how good New Zealand are, how much cans have progressed and the retention that they've had from last season. You needed to get a big, big X factor, and they got they that yep. in at Jock Landau. You know I love to come at Melbourne, so it hurts me to say that they're the biggest winner. But yeah, it's, it's a little bit easier for me to say who's the biggest loser because it's the Sydney Kings. Yeah. And that is because of Xavier Cooks. Ooh. Xavier Cooks was set to have a massive year. And as soon as he signed with Sydney and came back to Sydney, I had them sitting around third. Yeah. I was like, this is the glue because this guy on both, double, double. On both double, ends double. is a double-double both ends of the floor. He's arguably one of the most influential. I think going into this NBL season, he would have been one of the most influential players. And he still will play. Yeah. So he still is going to come back to the lineup eventually. But you need him at the start there. You yeah. need him for a majority of the season because I rate Xavier Cooks so so, so highly, and it was so integral that they got him back there. And I love how much I love how much faith the Kings have had in Xavier Cooks. They wanted him early. He left. They still wanted him back. So they want him no matter what, and that's the way to go because he's such an influential player and he's a potential, you know, solid solid player for the Boomers one day for sure. And I think the timing of it is the worst because we, they lost Bogut and Deshaun Tate, and it was kind of going to be a Casper Cooks team. Yeah, and. To lose that puts more pressure on the other guys, and yeah. especially the the guys who now have to take the opportunity of. And Moller's got to step up. Has, but We've played with Craig Moller. Yeah. We know Craig Moller, great dude, and but he he's got to step but up. But it's going to be year. yeah. You went from, oh, he's I'm just going to get these opportunities, and if I take him, my my minutes will grow. To you've got to do it now, otherwise the team's not going to roll. No option. And if you don't do it this year, then what's going to happen next so year? In the next couple of years, your, your career rests by fire on it for this all of, year for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Best bet. I think we're on the same page here. And, and I hate that it's Melbourne United. Like, just in the sense that we're just going for the top favourite in the championship futures market. But I feel, I feel like it is. Like, there's not – I'm not willing to bank on New Zealand. I'm not willing to bank on Perth, who I'm going to speak on a bit. 
So your best bet, and unfortunately we can't have team lines, we can't really have player futures markets because we just don't know what's going on with Mm. the season, but we can have the championship market out there. And United, you're only... Knowledgeable best bet. They're going to have a whole bunch of home games. They're going to be set this year. The roster's been together for a while. And they've got guys who can close out games. We've seen it. And now they've yeah. added Scotty Hobson. That's what I mean. They're just better. And if this was a regular season, I'm taking New Zealand. Yeah. If this was a regular season with regular home games, travel permitted, everything else. The biggest smoky. Now, this one could be one of your best smokies in the NBA in a long time. Perth, I think they came in last year around $9 to open the year. Mm. It was 7 8 or $9. So they always get disrespected in the market by these traders that sit above us up here that just deal in numbers and data. Yeah. They don't get the intangibles mm. that this Perth Wildcats team has every year. They know how to win. You can't quantify that into a number. They just know how to win. And that team, for the most part, is still there. You don't lose 34 years' worth of culture overnight by no. losing a couple of players. So them at $10 is by far and away the smoky. And then you naturalise cotton. You're telling me we've got an unpredictable season. And an unpredictable citizenship waiting. Unpredictable citizenship waiting. And you're putting the Perth Wildcats at $10. That is a dangerous game to play. I'm with, I want to keep working yeah. here. But with those odds sitting out there, I'm worried. No, it's you're right. You can't write off the success they've had and, and what they've built. And we talk about culture. And they're going to be – they've had all the talk of everyone's like, oh, their championship last year doesn't count. So they're going to be like, well, screw it. We'll win no one. So we'll just go out and do it again. That's so it. Perth back against the world. Mine is a Bullets. Because Ooh. I'm looking at we, – we talk about different smoking, but we talk about You've retaining been smoking and, and, before the, you smoking and the contingent there. of the Aussie contingent. And we talk about Drimmick and Froling. We talk about opportunities. This is to win the championship you're talking about. This is going to be – I thought it was just like a surprise packet. That's what I've, it says on mine. Oh, no, it says Smokey. Um, mm. Because they get – well, it's all about Vic Law. If everything's been hyped up. Yeah. And if he is better than Lamar Patterson, if he comes in and has that thing and then these other guys, Drimmick takes another step forward, Sobey flourishes in his role and they get rolling, I don't think they're going to beat United, but I think they're going to be surprising a lot of people. But again, as you said, Lamarnus now focuses on just them. They don't have any other thing distracting. Maybe another national team head coach we've seen, but who knows? <laughs> Hopefully, he can just focus on the. Does Gorgian get distracted now? It goes in multiple ways. What's your so question without notice? You were spoken about smokers before we finish this one up. What's your biggest prediction? I'll go first to give you a bit of time. Thanks. That's something that happens this year. And I don't know whether mine's a big prediction or not, but I, I think that heads need to roll at United if they don't make the grand final. Vince Cravelli. Been a fantastic GM there. If they don't make the grand final this year, job's in jeopardy. Dean Vickerman, great coach. He's been NBL coach of the year. If they don't make the grand final with this roster, injuries considered, always consider those, that job's on the line. And it's a tough thing to make. I like both those guys. But you've just got to be truthful in this sort of situation that Melbourne United, once again, have a completely stacked roster. They didn't get success last year. They need it this year. So what was the question? <laughs> what did you ask me? I can't even I remember. I just want a big prediction. Big prediction. Um, uh, I, I guess I'm going to throw it out there and say maybe we get another hub after the cup if things don't. Oh, double hub. Because you just don't know. Yeah, but it, yeah. it might come to a point where the NBL Cup, everything goes ahead and then something happens where – and it's not going anywhere. We, a vaccine's slower for Australia and everything that happens that they might get to a point where that all happens and they're halfway through the season like, well, everyone's been in Melbourne now, but we can move it to, oh, all right, let's go to Queensland for the end of the season. Yeah. We've just got to do it because they're still – after we get through the NBL Cup, there's still bulk games that have to be played because that's NBL Cup's an addition to the yeah. regular season. So yeah, that, still, that's still – and we'll touch on that next week because yeah. we've still got another podcast so coming up before the game That's start. just what I'm saying because I don't know. Everything changed in the hour. We've been in here talking for nearly an hour. I'm sure we'll come out and there'll be new news about us. So who knows? That's it. Hopefully not new news about us.
individually. No, no. Obviously. Hopefully. Because well, I'm always worried when that phone rings on a private number. But anyway, that's all we've got time for this week on Trash Talk. We're going to be back next week before the games commence, so we'll dive even deeper in it. For all the people in the peanut gallery judging the NBL for how they handle these COVID <laughs> situations, shut up and goodbye.